Welcome back to episode 28. I think no, it's not 28. 29. Oh like, my God, really? Don't say numbers. It's, it's like, actually, you're not good with those. Uh, yeah, it's 29. Uh, fucking math. <laughs> I failed you and now you're failing me. <laughs> so we're at episode 28, 29, whatever. Episode All about Rolex. It's like more than two. We went from Japan and we're taking a, tr- a nice trip down to Fondue Lane in Switzerland. Fondue, Fondue Lane. Wow. Well, maybe, maybe it's a lane. Maybe it's an avenue. I'm not discriminating. They don't have boulevards over there. Do you guys prefer no, no, no. a cheese or a meat fondue? Can, meat. I, can it be both? You More can. Than, uh, meat and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like my Philly cheese steaks. But, but th- then how do, you, how do you mix it? You put the, the, the bouillon that's for meat into the cheese and you mix that all up? No, you just take the meat and put in the cheese. <laughs> You're cooking meat and cheese. I cook, I cook the meat in the <laughs> bouillon. I cook the meat in the bouillon. Why, ever tried it? You don't know? <laughs> the waiter comes up. He's like, I'm going to make your heart explode. I have, the, I, have the, I have the fondue bouillon to put to cook the meat in, and then I take that meat when it's, when it's cooked. And then you put and it, in, put the it in the cheese. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's like, duh. <laughs> like, it is so obvious. Why am I the asshole here? That idea is trademarked by Dimitri Incorporated. <laughs> yeah, if you, uh, if I you will use sue it, you. If you use <laughs> it without, without my permission, I will sue you. I will sue for you. For everything you have. Or for a Rolex. <laughs> and your and children will too. grow up orphans. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> God damn! Straight to, straight because, to the homicide. because their parents will die in prison. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, <laughs> you see how the mentality of a Russian is, right? Immediately, like life in jail, <laughs> your orphanages. Joke, your joke is funny. Go to gulag. <laughs> Go to gulag. <laughs> <laughs> gulag. Uh, polonium. Boom. <laughs> polonium. <laughs> so, quick, quick, taste this radium. <laughs> taste this radium. <laughs> quick, drink this tea. <laughs> How's it smell? It passes out. <laughs> so <laughs> napalm smells pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Mustard gas. So, okay. Like, uh, so this episode is all about Rolex. In one corner, we have Carl, Carlito. Today is everything. Carlito about, oh with his Carlito with his ways. Who wants to talk to a little bit about why he thinks Rolex is overrated? Hypocritically, <laughs> because last week he presented to us his brand new Rolex air keg. That happened. And in the other quarter, and in the other quarter, we have Dimitri, who's going to annex this fight. Fight fair, and. I don't He's think actu- you understand what annexing means. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to. There's no such thing as fight when you talk about annexing. <laughs> it just happens. And Absorption. <laughs> it just happens. <laughs> it's like a squatter that moves in and then never moves out. It's like, wait, what happened? No, we're not squatters. squatters right. <laughs> we just absorb. <laughs> <laughs> and then now Dimitri is going to take the position of why he thinks that they're not overrated, that he thinks that they're underrated or excellent as he wears. They're rated. They're just rated. As he's wearing an Air King today. So, uh, guys, I want a clean fight. No. I want a, uh, yes. What, 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 no knives? No knives. Fuck. <laughs> this episode's going to be the one with the most b- of all the episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Let's break that record. <laughs> break that record. <laughs> I'm ready. It was like with that episode, I was talking about the pilot's watches, right? Yeah. He steps in there, it's like, yeah, man, you went <laughs> full on like canceling us. <laughs> like, there were no way I was leaving was that like, in. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, before we start, let's do a quick wrist check. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna start. Go ahead. I'm. I actually bored Carl's watch that he introduced last week, and we were quite surprised because he didn't tell us, right? So our surprise, motherfucker. Our our reaction was very genuine. On it the was podcast. It was actually the most. That was actually pretty cool that you did it. It was very difficult for you, I'm sure, to to hide that. From I us. could have never done that, by the way. <laughs> Man, it was hard. I would have <laughs> taken a picture for Burks, like selfie. I could have. I could have tried it. I, I could have all tried the pictures it. at Burks. <laughs> As I'm paying for the watch, right? It's it's fuck. I love this watch. It's beautiful. Yeah. I, it's it. It reminds me a lot of the Explorer, of the way it f- 
it feels right yep it's i think it's it's a there's it's a more complicated dial so it gives that like an extra layer i think mm -hmm. what i really love about it is the bracelet as well because it starts at it looks to me like 18 at the top yeah and it looks like it tapers to something like 15 if not less than that and because it's such an aggressive taper, mm -hmm. it looks super elegant. It looks extremely versatile and elegant, I think. So for the people out there, he has the Rolex Air King 116900. And it's gorgeous. I love the I love the yellow. I love the green. I love everything. The fives yeah. are excellent. And, uh, and hopefully that they um, stop making it so people can go crazy and like pay for way too much money for it. And it's going to happen. Yeah, I know. What is the movement in there? 36, 36. And what is the power reserve? 40 and some change, I think. No, I don't agree. It's not the 3636. No? It's the 3131 movement. It's a su oh. su su uh, super 30 and some change. performance. So it's a Swiss chronometer certified. It was also sent over to BCOC certified. It's it's like my role. It's like my Milgauss movement. But better. But no, mine is actually <laughs> mine just more magnetic resistant. That's the only difference. But ultimately, it's this one has thing. a 48 hour power reserve and 28,800 uh, BPH. It's, it's excellent. Yeah, screw down crown, 100 meter water resistance. Right? Yep. Perfect and, sports uh, watch. Yeah, it's a sports watch. It's and for people online, always call it like the Rolex with too many fives. <laughs> I, I I know I brought that. Uh, yeah, I yeah. mentioned that because it was just like it was just this. Um, I can't agree with that statement. It, it's, it has an, uh, it has the right yeah. amount of fives. The loom is only on the triangle. At but a lot of people say there's a lot of fives. It's asymmetrical. A lot of people notice that they go five fifty five, yeah. then the fifty, and then the. Two five three five, and then the you know, five, five, which makes sense five, because those are the numbers that I, are I appear on the it dial as you go uh, yeah. around the clock. Yeah, so that's a great watch. And you, Kevinio, what are you wearing? No, I, I think it's it's my turn or it's your turn. I'm still wearing from last week. I really enjoyed it. I wore my six my Seiko 6309 1984. The reason I keep mentioning the year is because it's the year I was born in. So it's it, it, I really. That's the reason I got this watch. I wanted a Seiko from the year I was born. Oh, that's not the, the year the Seiko was. And I couldn't today. afford a I couldn't afford a vintage sixty two Maz because they were too expensive. But um, and then I got this one because it's um, a lot of character. Liked it a lot. I had a turtle, sold it. I think I like the the vintage Seiko sometimes more than the modern because I think they're subdued and they're fun. And the one thing I will say this about Seiko vintage, uh, when you get into the older ones. Seikos and even Grand Seikos, they tend to be fairly larger. They get into like 41, 42 millimeter for dress watches. And, it, you know, they just have large cases. When you get into vintage watches, a lot of the, the things that I find challenging is that they're small. You get into uh, Universal Genève, you know, you're looking at 34 millimeters. It's tough to wear that. But when you get into vintage Seiko, you, they have examples that are 38 millimeter, 37 millimeter, 40 millimeter for vintage ones. They wear perfectly. Like they really just wear really, really well. Anyway. Love it, 6309 on a uh, crowning caliber Chevron strap. Carl, what are you wearing? So this week I'm wearing a Space Diver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, borrowing the Speedmaster from Dimas Collection. So this is the old generation, the yep. last generation, sorry. Yeah, previous generation. Yeah, the previous generation, Hesselite Crystal. What do you have to say about this? I don't know much about that watch, to be fair with you. I just said I love the... Uh, you should borrow bracelet. it. If he lent it to you, you should borrow no, it just for a week and see what you like. He's too scared to borrow my watches. I already offered him. He's like, I don't want to scratch your your things. And when he was saying that, he's like, I don't want you to scratch my things. Uh, <laughs> like in the office, <laughs> Dwight Schrute is like, I'd never let, do something and let someone's like, no, never let someone do something. No, but, great, do something no, it's okay. Fair enough. I, I don't mind. Um, you know what? I need a Speedmaster. I'm not going to lie. But the one I want is the Tainty. Oh, you finally admitted it. I said it in the past. You <laughs> recorded. <laughs> New ringtone. <laughs> I like the Speedmaster. Yes. Uh, but I would go with like... Your a comment has been logged. <laughs> I think a Speedmaster, I would go with a special edition because they the do... The 
Yeah, the Tintin is uh, the one I would go with. What about the brand new release? What do you think about that? I like it. Yeah, me too. The thing is, not being a Speedmaster owner, it didn't really affect <coughs> me in any way. <laughs> it doesn't really affect me apart from my watch going up in price. Outside the sub, though. Yeah, exactly, right? So uh, you can, even if you don't like it, go like, okay. My watch went up like 6% in a week. Outside the sub, is there any watch more iconic than that outside the sub? No, no, probably no. not. Uh, well, maybe a, a, in a sub. Week, a sub is quite. A, a that's what you said. Outside the sub. outside the sub, yeah. Is my, there any no. watch more iconic than Speedmaster? No. My my Rolex almost double in value, like thirty percent, when I just paid for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's that sense. And I don't think there's another watch that has the same story. There's no watch that has as much of a story as uh, this. Well, the Bulova. <laughs> no, but it's not as sorry. It has a great story, yeah. but the 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 volume of the story, the amount of story that oh, it has, no, I don't sure, think that there's sure. nothing. Yeah, yeah. That. They build off that, and boy, did they capitalize it well. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. And it, it's not like an amazing story. Like they didn't have to fight in a war to to get that certification, right? To be accepted to go to. It just has to be good. They just have to be accepted, and then they like, yeah, let's milk hey, that it, story. It, it beat the Daytona, right? They all failed, by the way, in the tests. They didn't yeah. fail. They, they just did, they choose they this did. one over the other ones. No, they did. They actually Daytona failed. The Daytona failed, but oh, I'll explain wow. that in a minute. So what you're saying is so Rolex. Uh, yeah. It's not that good. <laughs> ah, you got me. <laughs> Gosh, DBG, could you wear this watch a little bit less? I mean, there's not a scratch on it. It's like absolutely perfect. No, there's a lot of scratches. But I mean, like for, for my for my train ride, there's a lot of... wraps his wrist if he puts it there's on. A, there's a little bit of a... There, there are a few scratches on the lugs because there is high polish. High polish. His mother's like, hey, I want to touch this. He's like, no! But he pushes her mother down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> down the stairs. <laughs> off a cliff. <laughs> what are you talking Get about? Get away! He's like, why throw why are we lips? standing on the cliff? <laughs> anyway, so... When you think, is so, that the sound you make when you you push someone? <laughs> it's it softens the blow. So what I'm going to talk about here, guys, I'm just going to set the table here a little bit about Rolex. Take a few minutes, and then I'm going to let these guys duke it out. We'll talk a little bit about whether Rolex is overhyped, underhyped. Just so when hyped. you think about Rolex, let's think about the history real quick. Came out in 1905, Hans Wilsdorf, Alfred Davis. I think Rolex. A lot of people say it's the most popular British brand ever made. <laughs> British watch brand. British. They were British guys who started, who, who, who had a distributor from Switzerland, but they're British guys. 1908, Rolex was born. They focused on branding. And I think what's interesting here is that when you look at the name Rolex is, is uh, Automatopoeia. And, the, and, and literally, they wanted to name it in something that could be said in every language. Easily. And it was easy. And then they even thought of like the word Lex, which has a... Um, has yep. a science a science background like reflex and you know so they went with something that that would would was an onomatopoeia the sound of winding Rolex that's literally why they called it that and it was not named after a person I call I call bullshit I just think it's only marketing wise they wanted to be named in any languages but what Rolex but, is it the sound of winding no no that's exactly why they named it it's a name it's named Rolex because of a marketing strategy. That was literally it. Yeah, absolutely. No, they're not calling bullshit. That's why they did it. They thought, what would it sound like? They want to use the word Lex. And they're like, think about when you when you wind it and you roll it. Like, they like, okay. And they came up oh, with so the name the Rolex. Is the R-O is the... Wow. So they were like, they call it Rolex. That was the, the origin of the name. It was an automatopoeia. It wasn't named after a person. It was London-based. They opened their manufacturer in Switzerland. And first in 1910, they were the first in 1910 to become COSC ever. 1914, the Q Observatory in England, they received a Class A certificate, which was even higher, more rigorous testing than the COSC. In 1919, out of London, 
1919 out of London um, because of how expensive things were they ended up making their way out to Geneva and in 1926 the first oyster first waterproof and dust case was born they so you mentioned that sorry you mentioned that it's a it's a German guy that went to England started a company there yeah. for the first like 15 years or so they were yeah. English and then they moved to Geneva right, that's right said? To be closer to the manufacturers of the right. movements. And London prices were expensive to be out of there. And the so Rolex right. is the Rolex. <laughs> That's right. It's an automatopoeia. They, they, they even said it was a marketing ploy. In 1927, the first influencer marketing, this was... This so Rolex is for influencers? No. What they did was the way that they made the or they, they promoted their watches is that they were the first... Um, users of influencers so they would get pilots divers mountain explorers drivers to use their watches and then send them in testimonials of how the watches performed that was the first one to actually do it um, in 1931 the first to have a perpetual winding system uh, that well there was a bumper winder at hardwood in 1924 but they were the first to actually create a perpetual winding system in 1944 hans wilsdorf uh, which was interesting he created the foundation uh, made into a charity, which made sure that his company didn't have to share any financials, and it was also takeover proof in Switzerland because you couldn't take him over because they were uh, it was the Hans so Waldorf Foundation. It wasn't a company. Wow. Nineteen forty-five, they came out with the first date wow. just, which was the first quick change of a date. So instead of the date actually switching the way it normally does, it was like you see the date instantly yeah, change. You don't, need, you don't you know, need to do twenty-four just, hours every day. To like, yeah. Another just, interesting thing that I read about the oyster case in general: the fluted bezel. The fluted bezel was never a, a design choice to look nice. It was a design choice because they had a tool. It was a yeah. way. It's, it's like a. It, it was basically the the grooves were made so that they use a tool to 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 lock it. That's to, right. To, exactly. To close it down. And the, and and Gerald Genta, shout out. When you look at like the 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 um, Gerard Perigeau. Uh, or the Audemars Piguet, those were those bezels. Even though they're screwed in, they're they're properly screwed in. And what's interesting is even if you look at an Audemars Piguet Royal Oak, the screw, the lines on the actual screws that are on the the bezel don't line up because they're not decorative. They actually screw in, and it's impossible to know where exactly the thread will finish tightening so that the screw line is exactly lined up with the other screw. I will argue that it's probably possible. No, they the just way... choose not to do it. The only way it's possible is that you put in the screw, but you don't tighten it from the top, you tighten it from underneath. And that way the top will stay, but then that line is but useless the, there. the precision level is such that you probably know when you achieve the exact... The, but they don't do it. It just doesn't line up. Right. So when you normally see a watch that has it lined up, the screws in the front, it's either they're attached through the back or they're fake. They don't serve a... They're aesthetic. Yeah, see, sure. They're just like put yeah. right in. Um, but the Gerard Perigeau, you see the hexagonal case that's on top of a round case. It actually screws in. It holds it down. 1931, we talked about the perpetual winding system. 1944, Hans Wildorf. 1945, the first date just. Then in 1953, the birth of the Rolex Explorer. They made it up uh, with the Smiths. The Rolex made it up to Mount Everest. Uh, one thing I was going to say is that Hans Wildorf, who started the company in 1908 or yep. something, right? 1905. He, he was still alive until 1960. He died in 1960. Yeah. So he was alive when Rolex has made, has created... Pretty much Every all of their masterpiece, all of their masterpieces. Yeah, because they've created the sub in 1953, and since then, <laughs> and since then, well, wait, but, yeah, no, but they're, they're still there. Uh, there's more. The and they're still there. Weller is after. Right? They're still there. So recent. you're looking at 1953 was the birth of the Explorer. They made it to the top of Everest. 1953 always came out with a little watch called the Rolex Submariner. 1955, the 19, the GMT Master is born. They went to the top and the bottom. At the they bottom. went to the top of Mount Everest and 
to the bottom of the Mariana Trench. There you go. They've achieved everything. We'll get, we'll get there in, in the space, 1958. Though. In 1953 is where you get to the bottom of the Mariana Trench. So 1955, the GMT Master is born. You have, you'll see it with those nipple dials, literally. 1956, the day date, the presidents, the Aludin from the dictator, only in precious metals, $30,000 watches. 1956, the Milgoss, which I have, comes out. Magnet proof at 1,000 Gauss. 1,000 Gauss, right? <laughs> the Milgoss. Yeah, mil one thousand in French. Yeah, mil. Is it supposed to be fifteen thousand Gauss proof? That's maybe it's a new one. No, it was a thousand Gauss. Okay, nineteen fifty-eight. They strap a deep sea to a submarine or submariner and sent it down thirty-seven thousand eight hundred feet down to the Mariana Trench. So did they survived? Did they strap it like the whole strap around the submarine? (laughs) I don't know what they did. (laughs) Like they strapped it to a submarine, (laughs) like a like a pilot's watch. Uh, That's really important. I want to know. That's a big strap. It's like seventeen feet of just strap. And then in nineteen (laughs) sixty. Daytona Beach. They come out with their Rolex Daytona. Their movement is not in there, though. 24 hour of Daytona. And what are they using? They're using a Zenith movement at the time with a NASCAR race. They created the first watch with a tachymeter bezel, 1960, to help you calculate the average speed. Speedmaster had a bezel in 1957, I think. Was it? The first one, yeah. Rolex is the first tachymeter for 400 kilometers. Okay, yeah, 400 so kilometers their, their an hour. calculation Maybe was that's it. specific for race people. So, so they used to, they used to do that out in Daytona Beach. You, you had the mile markers, right? So then they would actually yep. go, you start your tachymeter, yep. and as soon as you cross the other mile marker, you could stop it, and yep. then you could actually calculate your average speed. Yep. That, that race is still on today. And then what happened was they had actually tried to make their way into space, and where they actually failed, as you were talking about, the crystal kept popping out versus the Speedmaster. But at least you can do dishes with Daytona. So you're welcome. Yeah, at least you can do dishes. 1963. If you can go to space, at least you can do this. 1963. So wow. 1963. They do a partnership with Comex. So Comex was a group of different divers, and then out came the Rolex Sea Dweller. In the oh, 2000s, damn. they came out with something that was new, and I think is the most one of their more incredible features. They actually created a new alloy, the 904 alloy, instead of the th- the the stainless steel that you see. Yeah. Where where it was actually created not to be prettier because it is prettier. It polishes where it has a more heavy, much harder s- than a satin. Polishes very well, but it helps against but it helps against pitting and corrosion. That's why they created yeah. it. Was to, it was to help against that. In 2008, their deep sea went a hundred times deeper than a human can survive. James Cameron took it down in the abyss at 39,000 feet in the deep sea, and then they came out later on with their last creation, the Sky Dweller, which is their most complex annual calendar that you have to set just once a year. So that is a little bit of the ensemble of Rolex that's been around forever. And you know what's crazy? Every one of these fucking watches is still there, selling strong and hits. So now, Carl, Dimitri, let's talk about this. You guys are going to tell us. They have their claims to fame. So talk to me about their claims to fame. You know, did Rolex charge, like, did Rolex, does Rolex overcharge for their brand name? So Carl, why don't don't you, you go first, Dimitri, then. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. 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 Sit down, everybody. Prepare to die. <laughs> um, prepare to die. So, in terms of the price, and everybody is probably quite aware of the fact that uh, a second-hand market for Rolex watches is ridiculous. Anything that you, if you're lucky, if you win a lottery and you're able to buy in a store at MSRP, as soon as you walk out of that store, pretty much doubles in price, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's not, it's, it's a function of supply and demand, obviously. And the reason is, I think, why I think it's not overhyped is because it's not Rolex's fault. The reason for that is because... It is. Well, it's not. And, I, and I'll tell you why. The reason Just why... built more. Well, again, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you why I, 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 I'll tell you why I don't think that is. 
it's yes for sure uh, demand far exceeds the supply right that creates this ridiculous scarcity that any single rolex watch that comes out even the used market they're so much more expensive than msrp the reason because it's because you can't buy anything at msrp and if you want to buy an msrp you have to go to a watch dealer buy other watches establish like a some sort of a relationship and then maybe in a couple of years you can buy that submariner for yeah. an msrp so the the overall value of that watch the cost of that watch is going to be higher than buying it double the price uh second high market and you you say that just might just make more well i will argue that because they already make more watches than any other luxury company in the world there's no they make more watches than tag or, or omega they make over a million watches a year mm-hmm. omega makes seven hundred fifty thousand a year tag also makes about the same everybody else who's a who is considered to be like a luxury watchmaker makes yeah. less and it's not that they're not growing in, pr- in production they are uh i i put some notes here in the 60s they were making about 150 200 dollars a year uh watches a year yep by the 80s that's, they were, that's a number by then by the 80s they were making about four hundred thousand. Yep. doubled in 20 years one million one million watches today so 40 years later they make two and a half times more they are growing a lot it is, it's a steady rate. But the thing is, you can't grow at the same rate as the demand. They, they, I think their fault is that they're marketing geniuses. They have been marketing their watches so good that the, the, the demand just exploded so much that they, there is no way they can keep up. They're not doing anything, let's say, to, to, to against it. They are growing, but they have to grow at a very steady rate. Otherwise, the quality will suffer. That is my... Stance. Retort. Retort. I don't think the quality could suffer from that. I just think they send bagging and that's what that's their marketing move, right? Well, what's your argument? Why would you think that? Is Rolex the only company that cannot like produce enough for uh, the demand? Oh, they so can. They're growing. They're so still let, growing. Let's take in, another in, uh, and we'll go the, to another level. If you take, for example, the Patek Philippe 5711, you know, I was mentioning it when it went out of, of, of stock was or it's, it's being discontinued. What I said was to me, I feel that the Patek Philippe difference between Rolex, and this is just my opinion, yeah, it's I think game. it's it's another ball game. However, I think that excuse me, the you're not excused. The Patek Philippe, the one challenge I don't like about Rolex is that there it's their inability to block the gray market or these people from snatching up all their watches and then allowing them to own the market of Rolex supply instead of Rolex doing it with their authorized dealers. When their authorized dealers no longer have the same power as, for example, a Joma shop that buys up all their watches. But why does Joma shop can't buy all those watches? But that's the thing. They don't put in enough blockages that allow Joma shop to go to the supplier or suppliers or these distributors and pick up all their watches at MSRP. They don't block people from going in and buying multiple watches, certain buyers, and then, then they go and list it on their website. So, But that's probably not just the Rolex problem. That probably is a problem with any other luxury manufacturer, right? The ones that have another one. But Patek, it's that, that's not even it. The, the, you can't even get them on the secondhand sites. They're just so far and few. The problem with Patek is that they were not even able to keep up with the demand. Rolex has a demand. And for people like you and I, who are just, we're not, we're not like, we don't drive around in Lambos or we're not companies that are are snatching them up. But the, but the, but the point is that if they could take more of an example to put in more safeguards, I think it would take more care of their customers, which sometimes it feels like they don't. Took me 12 months to get my Air King. And I like, it's an Air King. And I, I, I like cheated my way there. It's not like a Daytona. Who did you have to sleep with? All of them. (laughs) 
I, I purchased a, a lot of, of the guys. A lot like, of, I don't even work here. A lot, <laughs> a lot of a lot of satisfied guys at uh, Berks, eh? Yeah. Uh, no, this guy works at Wendy's. <laughs> you, dude, I, I'm just, I'm I just a customer. Here exactly. I'm buying. I'm also buying. A I'm watch. here to fix the air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> but I will take that also. Um, I had to cheat my way there, man. I had to buy a watch that I wanted, but still, like, I got introduced by Kevin to the sales team that's over there, yeah. and I bought a six thousand dollar Pelagos. And I, and I and I make a lot of noise. Obviously, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, okay, fine, fine, we'll call him. Yeah, Kevin is like, Kevin is like yeah. a Karen at, at the uh, yeah. Berg shop. He's really screaming, and I'm just kind of deaf. It's true, so I just <laughs> scream really loud. That's what? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, but to go back to like, are you it, speaking to me? Are you speaking to me? Sorry. Um, to go back, if the Rolex overcharged for their brand name, I think it depends on the watch. I'll I'll give it to them that like my Air King at like seven thousand dollars and five hundred bucks. It's justified. I can understand with the metal they use, with the movement, and all those things. But when I look at the gray market at like 12, 13 right now, they go yeah. for it's nonsense. When you compare but, it to, but the gray market is not a probably. I would I would not use the say gray market a, because gray market is is yeah, elevated for the sure. Gray market at that price is because of Rolex. It's because they, yes. they do business right. they, the way they does. But the question is, does Rolex overcharge for their brand? We have to compare MSRPs. I MSRP think. on yeah. their website. For MSRP, I, I have to go with some of them are okay. The new sub, it, it's too expensive now, though. Because I'm looking at, you take, for example, their their most expensive watch that's not in precious metal is their Skydweller that runs at about 16000 bucks. Their Daytona yeah. is 15000 bucks. Can you justify the increase in pricing for the new sub? Oh, like I don't get the it. market. I mean, the, but the all watches is. are more expensive. The market, but did they create it? No, 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 but no. Not their market. The watch market. My Hoyer Monaco Caliber 11, I could have had it at about 5700 four years ago. I now paid about 7500 It was about $1,500 going up. And let's be... And wait. That's a lot of money for a tag. Last episode. <laughs> but it's different. I'm just busting it's, your balls. It's the tag to get, right? And yeah, that's but what wait, you said because but, you have it. But let's go back for one second here to our last episode. Seiko. Those alpinists, those divers, the 62 Maz is now 1500 bucks. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that, yeah. You can get it. But that's not my point. <laughs> that's not my point. That's what they're charging for that diver. Their mainstream divers that they used to have with the similar movement was no more than 900 bucks. And there's a lot of discussions online that say Seikos are also starting to chart. Everything's getting more expensive. Seikos becoming more expensive. IWC got yep. more expensive. The Jaeger Le Coute, uh, yep. the Reverso, I, w- had, I could have gotten it for 7,400 bucks. Now it's about 9K. Everything has gone up. So it's not just Rolex. To your point, I think it's a watch industry thing yeah. and specifically to discuss particular models and I, I prepared the two very very big significant models from Rolex to compare them how are they rate in, at MSRP versus mm-hmm. something you know other companies yeah. so the first one no, they're not competitor. Competitor. They're competitors so first one is Daytona I took the classic Oyster Steel Daytona and I compared them against El Primero yes and the Speedmaster the new Speedmaster absolutely Right, the 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 mo- all of them I I chose are the basic versions, right? Okay, and versus like a Tudor Chrono. Well, Tudor Chrono fine, but, but Tudor do Chrono doesn't count because it's a it's a it's a lower tier. It's not the same. It's it does not it's not it's a lower tier brand, let's say, okay. of Rolex. Yeah, it is a great watch, but you can also bring, let's say, you can also bring like Midos right in there, but it's not it's this, not the same. Watch, yeah. So Tudor is better I, than Middle. Come on, no, Tudor not, is much no, better than Middle. No, no, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not comparing Middle to Tudor. I'm just saying that it's not the brand of the same level. Like I would yeah. get a Grand Seiko in there, 
But okay. Tudor is supposed to be a cheaper version of Rolex. More affordable, so you can't, say cheaper. So you can't compare prices. Oh, sorry, yes, yeah, you're right. I'm More joking. affordable. No, but you're but, right. No, you're but right. I think what he's saying, which I, I agree with what Dimitri's comparing here, comparing here, you're looking at three automotive racing chronographs. The Black Bay Chrono chronograph is is two, Tudor is could be renamed. Tudor could be renamed as Black Bay. Because <laughs> they took this yes. diver, this famous diver, and then they go, we're going to make a diver, the 58. We're going to make a chronograph in our diver section, call it the Black Bay Chrono. Not only that, we're going to take a GMT and put it in right. our diver section and call it the TM GMT. Everything, it could be Tudor Black Bay. Like everything's Black Bay. Um, so to me, I don't know if it fits even within this category because it's a diver's watch. I'm kissing the mic, by the way. It's a diver's watch based in a in a chronograph. But here, yeah, these are racing inspired. Maybe even the Hoyer Monaco, but these are very similar. Hoyer Monaco will work, but those are very similar. Yeah. So just I'll go through quickly. Like I, I got the specs for all those watches. Rolex, Daytona, MSRP, fifteen thousand five hundred Canadian dollars. Yeah. Right. And if that's you, a, if you can get it. If you can get <laughs> well, it, but if you can, but, but if yeah. you can, let's yeah. Like this is MSRP only. So first thing that stands out, it's made out of um, oyster steel, which is nine hundred four L, which is. Uh, a lot more cr- scratch resistant than the 316 that everybody, every other watch in this comparison uses. Right. They have 100 meter water resistance. They have a cost movement that's minus two plus two seconds per day. Uh, 72 hour power reserve, automatic movement. They they do, and this is actually, I think, one thing that really stands out for me when I was researching about Rolex is that not only they have the R&D to create better movements, they have a separate R&D department to create better processes to make those movements. Yeah. To compare... The, the automatic movement in the Daytona has only 201 components. By the way, and I'm comparing to El Primero because they used El Primeros until like 1980-something. That's right. So once they started making their own movements, uh, Rolex, Rolex has the, the, the I don't know, the, the, I don't have the, the, the reference number of the movement in front of me, but that movement has 201 components. Uh, sorry, the, the movement is the 4130. Uh, they, have, they have 201 components comparing to El Primero's 311 components. Very similar movements, except that El Primero is high beat, but it's fewer, less hour, less power reserve. Yep. The thing is, it's not that it's more, it's simpler than El Primero. It's it's more efficient. It's more robust. Fewer components with that achieve the same exact result mm-hmm. means it's just a higher uh, robustness of a movement. Uh, it's a twenty eight hundred uh, twenty eight thousand uh, um, uh, beat per second. Uh, four hertz. Uh, yeah, four hertz. hertz yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, Rolex gives you a five-year warranty. So that's the rule. That's the package you get for fifteen thousand dollars. If you compare it to El Primero, uh, everything's very similar. Three one six three one six steel, uh, high beat thirty six thousand. Sixty-hour power reserve is a little less. Hundred meter water resistance as well. Uh, doesn't have a, has pushers. Doesn't have screw down pushers. And it's thirteen thousand dollars, but it's not a cost certified, so it's minus ten plus twenty seconds. And that's the, but that's the new. Makes zenith. a difference. That's the new zenith. That's the new they zenith. have the tricolore, the other one without the bezel-less one. That's about ten. The thing that I've learned that zenith does, they offer a fifty-year warranty, which is insane. Fifty? Yes, five zero. God. Panerai just came out with a seventy. Yeah, pa- Panerai <laughs> to does give that. you an idea. Right? Anyway, and that's thirteen thousand dollars, so it's comparable. I, in my head, in my way, in my thinking, the Zenith is not Rolex. It's not Rolex. And it doesn't have the name. And they didn't create but, that. But you can get it, right? But 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 we're not talking but it's about not the about ability. To, yeah, we're not talking about the. We talk about the package that you get for the if you are it's able not about to getting get it. it. It's part of it. So if I can get that Kermit or that Starbucks, it's like you're a fucking winner because you just bought something that two and a half times the value of it, and you're able to get it. You are able to get it, but in nope. general, yeah. right? The only reason that uh, after you bought it, it's like two and a half times that value is because no one else can get it. I agree. Yeah. If everyone can get yeah. it, the price is going to stay the same. 
But even at MSRP, do you think it's a great value? I think that's what Dimitri is saying. Earlier, that's what I said. I, I, okay. That's one of the first things I said. If at any Rolex at MSRP, most of them are awarded. Because I will say this. When I graduated from university and we were looking at watches, I wasn't looking at it. I, they were, I got gifted a watch. The Omega Speedmaster used to run about three grand <laughs> to give you an idea. And you go, what the fuck? I should have gotten that. And I get into getting a Tag Heuer because Tag Heuer was having a moment. But an Omega Speedmaster, because Omega has also gone up in value like crazy yep. as a brand. Yeah. And quickly to actually touch on Omega, the last watch in this comparison is the the new Speedmaster just got released in January. It has the new 3, uh, 3861 Metas certified movement, so it's a more rigorous, Excellent. more rigorous, let's say, um, uh, testing of uh, of the movement. Right. It doesn't have any water resistance. It has five bar, right? The one thing it does though have is uh, it's an, it's anti magnetic. Yep. Uh, it, 50 hour power reserve. It's low beat. It's manual wind. So in terms of the movement, it's not as impressive as the other two. It's but it got the, the coaxial what, it, what it does have is though it, because of its meta certification, it's zero to plus five seconds. So one thing that about the zero to plus five is that your watch will never be behind. Right. You will never be late. You can only be too early to any to any of your appointments or your moon landing maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and shit, they're not ready. They're but, not but, ready. But then, but then comparing the pro, but that one is cheaper. Right that one is eighty five hundred dollars Canadian. That's a so lot it's, of watch. It's a that. lot cheaper. It's a lot of watch. But imagine that the Daytona made it to the moon and not the Omega. But, but Rolex but it, it has the name. Zenith, <laughs> Zenith is very close in specs to, to what yeah. Daytona offers. But Zenith doesn't have that same name. Rolex has all right to charge, I think, in my head, to yeah. charge a little bit more just for that name because that name transcends watches. That name is a uniformal, uniform name for luxury, like success. and for watch perfection. Mm. But even, even ask anybody in the world what what kind of a luxury watch do you know? Rolex. Really, yeah. that's... It's the only brand that everyone knows. This and Omega. But, to some, but people, they, to some people, they might say that's not good. Some people that may not like the fact that it's everyone. Some people like Grand Seiko because it's a... Not everyone knows it. And maybe that's why their marketing department is so good. They fuck, they they kind of fucked up because they 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 achieved so much in terms of marketing that they're all, they're on they're their own enemies. I went through the list here and I'd be surprised to hear about a watch that didn't do well from Rolex. I'd like to hear about that one. Send that in, guys, if you know any of them. Di Cellini? Is there Cellini's not doing it's doing fine. It's great. They're sold out. You can't even buy one. And I've also done a comparison for the divers. So I did the sub versus this Omega three hundred M and I took a Grand Seiko. Okay. Uh, diver to compare, right? In terms of specs, what I mean, we, we can we can go in there, uh, but if you guys want to maybe venture we'll into come back other after. questions, are what are Rolex watches art, or are they just another mass-produced product, guys? What do you think, Carl? You go first now. How many watches did you produce earlier? A million. A million, a million watches. A year. Come on, it's like mass-produced. It's just by the number. Okay, but <laughs> there's no shut up. You cannot say it's not mass-produced if it's not like more than. But a I million. have to disagree with you because your previous argument was that they don't make enough because they can't. You can't buy them. No, for the and demand. I'm just say for the demand. Much. No, we're talking about if it's a mass-produced product or not. If I tell you that product is a million units a year, is it mass-produced? But the you're going to say no. Yes, you know why? But the simple fact: every, every single movement is manu- is manually assembled. I don't. I don't give a. Shit. It's but a that's million. That's not mass-produced. <laughs> It's not a factory that makes them. It's if not it's a 40,000 units, bill. that's not mass produced. Does if it it's help? A million, yes. Does it help that you can't, like, suppose there was no penury, uh, there was no shortage of Rolexes? That Would Sh- that make it even more? Shortage doesn't mean anything with mass produce. But shortage could make it more artistic because it's more coveted. It's no, 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 le- not, more difficult not, to obtain. They're not artsy. They're like, most of them are tooly. Right, right, right. Okay. Right? Like yeah. a Patek, a Vacheron, uh, H. Moser, that's art. Right, yeah. uh, Richard Mille. That's a museum piece. You always say. That is museum piece. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could consider those things art. Art. They they push pairs. They push buttons. They try things. 
Rolex, they always have a similar design and it's worked well. I'll, I'll give them to that. Like they're beautiful watches. I'm not saying otherwise, but it's not because it's beautiful and it's like piece of art or mass produce. It's mass produce. A million units a year, it's mass production. What is the threshold for mass production versus not mass production? 999,999. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, come on, you have, to, you have to understand that point. No, I, I get your point, but I don't agree with it because mass production, like, it, it's, it's a term that's been popularized since 1926 after Ford Motor Company when they introduced oh, the conveyor belt. <laughs> Let's talk about the conveyor belt, please. <laughs> well, well, sorry, mass production implies to me something that Sitting is made a by a machine that's yeah. going by a line that implies a lower quality control. That is what I think Ma- when mass I think Mass production definition is the production of large quantities of a standardized article. Yes. It made your points, guys. Are the fact that Rolex replicas <laughs> so good these days... No, it's okay. No, like I know that we're talking about like I don't want to cut you guys off, but it's fine. But I was produced or not. We we're, they are we're, come okay, on. Okay, <laughs> there's a lot of them. We agree. Dimitri thinks they're a little bit uh, more ar- uh, artistic because they're made by hand. Points for both of you. Are the fact that Rolex replicas so good these <laughs> days mean that they're overhyped? You know, because they're so aggressively replicated. I mean, every single replica out there is always Rolex-centric. Why? Because they're because, because so it's good. so hard to get. No, because it's so hard to get. If you look at replicas into it's cars, the, I'll bring that to cars again. They're just Is there that, such a thing as car replicas? Yeah, all those fucking yeah, yeah, Cobras. There are, there are a lot of car replicas. Oh, okay. Uh, the Ford GTs, like they're not real ones. Like okay. if you go like the last generation, they're Ford, but before that, they're all replicas. The AC Cobra, AC yeah. Cobra replica. They build My like, father was looking at one of those. <laughs> they built like a hundred of those real ones. That's it, right? All the other ones are replicas. But I have a question. I'm sorry. Are they... Are they replicas or are they counterfeit? Are they illegal to be they're made? They're replicas. Yeah, they're 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 legal to be made. They're, they're legal. legal. Yeah, yeah. Yes. not like I'm sorry. Watch replicas are illegal because you cannot. Yeah, because it's the same same. But like, yeah. if you go like uh, um, super homage. Yeah, like super performance is one of the. Yeah, I've seen it with the Shelby. The, the Shelby. The Shelby's. They yeah. make like these. They, what they call continuation. They're yeah. different. They're sixty six percent the same. Yeah, exactly. Right? But the reason they build them, it's not because they're good, because they're really shitty cars. Right. The only reason they build them is because the demand Replica is alpha. so high yeah. and no one, can, no one can get those original ones. Right. So all those like Maginot that I have in my collection, right. that's a spec for spec sub, it existed. It, it only reason it exists is because no one can get the fucking sub. But, do you but think they're now, not cost certified, are they? No, they're worse. Like and, and like I said, the like the replicas are like sixty six percent the same. Isn't your uh, Geno was like wasn't your Geno like ten minutes late every day or something? I, I did. Not a, yeah. If I know, if I'm not, I'm not a cost certification expert, but I feel like it's not <laughs> but meeting that, the requirements. He missed the last semester. He never got it. <laughs> that wasn't the question, semester. but yeah, fair enough. Yes, it, it was uh, super late at some point. But then uh, you could fix that. Yeah, you could have shoved an, it, an ATA in it and fine. Yeah. But are the fact that these replicas now that are so good mean that they're overhyped, or the fact that they're so aggressively replicated does it take something away from the fact that the, of the watch because like why would i pay this if i can just get something that looks exactly like it yeah so for that i just think that yes yeah, so like if you can make a watch that's equal in quality or almost the same for half the price it's a good half maybe like say a tenth a tenth of the price that's a good indication that you're overpaying or overhyped for the original product <laughs> but you're, you're overpaying for just the pieces but you're not overpaying for what it represents as a brand. Right. And for what it achieved from a hundred oh, yeah, years sure. of buy bragging rights. The reason why the reason why rights, okay. and the reason why the homages are so uh, successful is because they're copying the best watch in the no, world. No, because you can get the other one. It's not the best. It's just you can get it. That's it. But all, you can all idea behind replicas, it's not because they're the best, it's just because you can't get well, them. Well, I mean, sure. It's, because there's replicas but, of shitty products 
everywhere. But replicas for for Rolex only exist because the demand is so high. Everybody wants a Rolex. It. Exactly. But uh, once again, it's, we it's go also to a function like, of price. It's not the, availability only. You're buying for the uh, street cred. You're buying for the uh, like I have a Rolex. Right? Well, I, I, it's, I, a, it's not a good product know. because of that. It's just because people say so. It's not also. It's not just availability. It's the price. Because replicas, Rolex replicas are, you can buy them for, for nothing. thousand right? bucks, yeah. Six, and six, again, six, everybody six. wants to have a Rolex. And I mean super replicas. And, I, and like $700 gets you a super replica. Like this, the weight is to the gram, by the way. Yeah. And, and yeah, and, and I think a good example is if like, uh, I'm trying to think, like a painter that charges you, I don't know, $5,000 for a painting that takes him two hours to, to paint. He doesn't charge you for the two hours of work. He charges you for the ten thousand dollars he's 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 right. done yeah. so practicing for so, this. So wise, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I think that I think Rolex has the right to to charge. I'm that not much saying they don't money. have the right. I'm just saying that the fact that replicas can do it for a tenth of the price is a good indication that we might. be But it's because maybe for... Rolexes are classics in their style. Their styles are just so classic. They haven't changed much over the last decades. Does that make them boring? You guys think? Um, Well, I, no, I I don't think so because again, like if you look at the Submariner, it's it's the the diver, the ultimate diver shape, right? Everybody tries to copy. I don't know if they're boring. It's it's a it's a difficult question because they don't really change much. But again, it's a perfect product. Why would you change something? When, that when he says that, is that everyone now? It's funny because I find all these new micro brands. They're always trying to make watches to be like, how can we look good without looking like we're trying to mimic the Submariner? <laughs> That's true. You can't like Mercedes hands, they, like you have on your Air King. You can't put that on anything and be like, "Well, that's Rolex." <laughs> you yes. took it from Rolex. That's true. And it took it from Mercedes. What? <laughs> Nine. This <laughs> is like, is it even a, a design by like Rolex? Right. But that's how good they are. They're Mercedes. Because you think of Rolex, it's like that that singer the, Pitbull. The name is like another brand. Singer, they actually have no idea who designed Pit, them. The singer Pitbull. When you Google Pitbull, his face comes up before the fucking dog. If you put Mercedes hands, Rolex will come up before the car. It means yeah, but the, you've the name taken ownership. That's how big they become. Yeah, but if you just put Mercedes hands. No, just Mercedes. Why would I put Mercedes? Well, I'm pretty sure if I, I put Pitbull, I, I'll see Because a you dog. just said Pitbull. But I think you see you the guy first. You don't say Pitbull dog. I think it's the like, first thing that comes up is the dude. You actually are right. That's insane. I just, I just type Pitbull in Google he, and all I see is Pitbull's he, face. He won. He beat the dog. He won. He yeah, but a, that's it's a Pitbull singer, Pitbull dog. It's like, it's like it's Mercedes, like, right? Just put Mercedes, not Mercedes hands. It's like if the bowler because from Big Ball's car. I'm not here to understand your search engine optimization there, Carl. Oh, You know I'm right. <laughs> I'm not. Here. No, I'm the host. No, no, no. Like my disappointment for you. Bias. Penalty you're point. Bias. It's Penalty like point. it's like if if if, if Jesus from uh, bowling the bowling guy from Big Lebowski was so big that if you type Jesus in Google, you don't see Jesus. Jesus. You just see Jesus. <laughs> That's success. I just wrote Mercedes hands, and all of it is Rolex. There's, but it makes sense Mercedes. because Mercedes does not have to, hands. Yeah, no, shut up. You know I'm f right. No, 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 no. Oh man, I'm you know, so it's crazy. Well, if you if you just type Mercedes, you'll see the car. Exactly. I Thank see you. a stripper. But that, 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 yeah, that's true. Wow. That's true. <laughs> Mercedes. So, but I think that that's, no, but I think it's an interesting point. You know, the simple fact that they have taken over so many little design cues that no one can take away from them that anything you do goes, that's it, you're just copying Rolex. You're just copying Rolex. And that's how good they become. Who does, who does Rolex copy? Have, have they? Like, I can't even I, think of any. Again, as I, because I'm defending Rolex, I don't think they are copying anybody. But I'm even thinking about it myself. I'm trying to be neutral here. I, I can't even think it's of You're not the, neutral. Since earlier, it was like, Rolex is the king. <laughs> they, they were the first ones to patent a lot of the designs. And, uh, When was and, Rolex uh, founded? 
attainable peak it's like porsche you can get above porsche you can get to ferrari and other what other cars but i think once you hit that mark you kind of like it's yeah but for today's rolex money you can get vacheron you can get no you're wearing a rolex a rolex starts at 6500 canadian yeah, but it's like the lower tier right? but it's still perfect as a watch so you could that, be like so, i'm good so my air king is pinnacle rolex it could be pin no it could be pinnacle <laughs> it could be pinnacle in most people's watch collecting To be like I've owned a Rolex, I I I I yeah, but was able. You could you could hang it up and say I'm good. I Once again, need. like we're not most people in watch collecting first. We're not, first, but I'm right? saying in, in general. Yeah. Okay, or if it's not the pinnacle, what does it represent? I would I would say that I think it's a little bit of both because Rolex again, it's such a it, they're so big as a brand that if if they're collected by enthusiasts like us, they will definitely not be our first or last watches right you will not you'll continue but there also are watches that people gift to each other once like somebody graduates university if you're from a rich family or if somebody you know gets a promotion or work and something like that they are gifted a lot to people who don't care about watches in general who are Because not watch enthusiasts yes and ro and for them that's a status symbol because you have a rolex but so they kind of are covering both enthusiast and non-enthusiast markets i think so they're everywhere so what do you think girl He's I, getting I, angry. He's like, yeah, for sure, I'm getting really angry. Frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, it, Pinnacle is the the peak. So no way, fine. Or what? Where, no where does it stand in terms of evolution? It's a, it's a well-known luxury brand. Same way as most luxury cars. You're saying about Porsche or Benz. People who run a Benz, they go like, they made it, right? They have a good life. They're able to purchase that car. But there's way, way more than that after that, right? But right? they're kind of both, though, right? Because for some people who are not watch people, Rolex is. If because yeah, no, they sure. don't know better, right? For sure, but like, okay, cool. You have cool. to finish the oyster sauce. <laughs> so I just got up and got a beer, and I brought Carl uh, a whole bottle of oyster sauce because he that, knows that, we have to that, drink that, it. That whole That's debate like, is so biased. Like, you bring me poison and like try to like be with that guy all the time. Okay, okay. Next question. So yeah. I just say like so in in car collecting. So we're talking about watch collecting. Carl collecting. Car, car collecting. You know, most people say to be a real car fan, you have to own an Alfa Romeo. Yep. You should an Alfa Romeo in your collection or have owned yeah, one and, and driven if one. If you're a watch guy, you should have a, a Seiko at some point. A Seiko at some point. And I think it's almost like you're starting off. But can you say the same also about having an entire watch collection? Do you need to have a Rolex within your watch collection nope. to have full credibility? No. Nope. Why not? But just why? no it's just no no, <laughs> no like why you have to you, you, support like, your argument so let's say that you have all your watches you have right now but you don't have your milkas yeah you're not a good watch collector you don't have, you don't beat it you're like but is there something is well i always though? feel like there's something missing to say i should have owned you could a rolex have all the rolex and you still feel like something's gonna missing so like that's a good point but wait maybe maybe let me ask you a question like i'm now, trying to think of an analogy but, so i would agree with you in the following If I sell my Milgoss and then never buy another Rolex and I've experienced the Rolex, I can say that I have, I've been able to, I would have a good, great watch collection because I have experienced the Rolex. But a lot of people say you need a sub in your collection to the, a collection. Can F1 exist without Ferrari? Ferrari uh, says no, I say yes. They can. 
<laughs> but is it going to be a complete? Complete. Yes, why not? Because the Ferrari has... It, Didn't season it, one, they say, where's Ferrari in Drive to Survive? They're like, could, where's Ferrari? It, it could exist, but it's not going to be the same. And I, and I kind of feel about the watch world in the same. Like, you cannot just disregard... The juggernaut. One of them, exactly, the juggernaut. Could, yes, you probably have... You can build could, your collection could without... Could exist without Porsche? Yeah. But it's not a question of <laughs> existing. It's more of a like, is it going to be complete? Is it going to be missing something? That is, I think, it could be another the, like they have Alfa Romeo. It's a bit another Italian team. Like uh, I really yes, don't give a shit about Ferrari. Like they could for sure. Oh, okay, hold on. <laughs> okay, the yeah, and he's like, I'm just a customer. Don't kill me. <laughs> I think we found oh, you have to die. Buttons, eh? yeah. <laughs> Electric cars and like Rolex. Even though we just bought one. All right, guys. Next question. What about vintage Rolexes? Are they just meh? Oh my god! You yes. know they're so coveted. Like old subs, these old Daytonas, these these old Milgosses, these old Submariners that are everywhere. Are they beacons of watch excellence? Are they the best vintage pieces you can get? Or are they just no. meh, overhyped because of what Rolex is now? So, beacon, uh, another, another word oh, for center fine, point. Fine, fine. <laughs> he's uh, picking on words. This doesn't speak English. And he's like, you said peak? Peak? Pinnacle? Fuck it. Threw a glass of in my I face. wouldn't so, say vintage because the Sorry. Besides some classics, like some subs and some like watches that are linked to celebrities, let's say. They just... I, I don't think they're like the, the beacon of like vintage watch collecting. There's no... They don't offer anything else better than the other one besides it's a Rolex. I, right. I agree with Carl, actually. Yeah. I, I mean, as, like... The Point me! Done! Thank you. Well, just the one. <laughs> First one. <laughs> Europe minus three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of agree because the vintage market is so full of really excellent offerings from different brands and back then Rolex was not as big as they are today so you know it's it's very comparable to let's say the Zeniths or the IWCs or the Omegas that are like all of the old vintage Seamasters and one of the ones that you have yeah you have really good let's say like Datejust offerings and I love the Datejusts so the vintage ones but you also have a, 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 like a, a crazy amount of other different types of brands that don't even exist today because of the course crisis, like the Universal Geneve, the Polar Router, right? The Gerald Gentle watch before he got famous. Is that the first time actually we mentioned this on this no, podcast? No, second time. I you mentioned, mentioned it. it. you always too late. I was talking about the bezel screw again. I was like, Gerald Gentle. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't think that the vintage market for Rolex is, they're not the beacons of watch excellence in the vintage market, but they are definitely present. So, what, oh, uh, I'll put in my two cents here. I think that the first thing is you. I'll I'll, I'll jump off what you said ever. about about what you said about uh, Dimitri, that the quartz crisis killed a lot of brands. I love the fact that Bucher is the family that continued it. I love that Seiko continued through. Seiko created. I hate Romero has a great story, right, I, about recovering the movement. Exactly. I hate that some brands had a good name, they died, and they get picked up by someone else who then feeds off that brand yeah. for for recognition, and then they bastardize it. I think what makes Rolex vintage Rolex so uh, desirable is because of the fact that one, their designs haven't changed too too much because they're that damn good. The second thing is also they haven't gone out of business. They were still able to survive, and their designs still remain true. They didn't go through like Montblanc or Longines that they go through like these different CEOs, and you see the styles change. You go, what the hell were they thinking? So yep, to me, yeah, that's I how I think about uh, vintage Rolex. But is Rolex a bubble, guys? Is it hype? Is it not? So calling it a is bubble? It suck- is it on the bubble? Is the bubble going to pop? Is it for suckers? It, it is it I don't for think true it can enthusiasts? Pop. Yes, it can. And if Rolex <laughs> step their manufacturing process, it's the only way, right? 
So like calling it a bubble, it's already already saying it's too hype. Bubble. Right? Uh, definition of bubble is bubble occur when price for a particular item rise far above the uh, item's real value. Okay. Right? And if the price become too unsensible and the, everything's going to fall dramatically, the bubble burst. But and it's not MSRP. No, it's over MSRP for sure. That's a bubble, right? But that's a hype, right? And if you go back into cars, because you know that's what I know, and it's not big black clock if I don't talk about cars. Yeah, yeah. Um, Porsche. Porsche <laughs> burst their own bubble with people overselling, like pretty um, much flipping their own uh, the 911 special editions, right? The uh, 911R that was like the most flipped uh, Porsche ever, 500 units, 200 in people were selling for a million and a half. Right. Same, same year. So what they did is they pull out a GT3 Touring that was the pretty much like 95% the same thing. And they killed the flip market. They killed the gray market. They were like, you know what? Guys, fuck you. Like it's our own brand. Stop flipping everything. We're saying that for people who want them, not for people who have to pay three times the price for it. So if tomorrow morning Rolex goes, you know what, guys? We're tired of the gray market. We're tired of that bubble of people overhyping a product. We're doubling on speed uh, on submariners. Now everyone that has a waiting list can buy one for MSRP. What about Dimitri? That bubble is going to burst. Well, I mean, theoretically, yeah. I, I, I can't disagree on this one, right? It's possible. I I don't think that's going to happen, though. There's, I, I don't, I, like, in terms of how they are, the thing is, to be able to satisfy the demand, you have to be able to produce the, those subburners. They don't have the capacity to produce those subburners. Because they don't want to. Come well, on, I'm sure they but, can. But they're growing. Like, you well, have I would a say limit. that they don't. They, you have a limitation as how fast you can grow to, to satisfy the demands. And the reason why I brought the, the increases in their production numbers over the years, they're not like if they were stagnating and producing the same amount of watches every year despite the increased demand, then yes, you can make that argument, I think. But yeah, if but you look it was at like them, over 60 years, the same thing, like the population grew over 60 years. Like, are they still Well, they, they quadrupled in like in 60 years, right? In the production numbers, that's a lot. I and, and also population maybe. And if they if they if they follow very very rigorous tests, you have to invest a lot of money into the facilities where they produce those watches. Yeah, I, it's and, and any other brands of any other type of businesses can, but they they can't. Like, right. come on. I, 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 like other watch brands are not. We're not talking about like a Patek, right? They're also impossible to get. The Vacheron yeah, is probably also like, impossible that's to like get. If you go in cars, you go Koenigsegg and Pagani's. Vacheron you can still get. It's Patek and Audemars you just can't. can't. And even, and even uh, now, uh, Lang and it's, it, it, This is a, an argument one can make. Like I would, uh, Yeah, I, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you that, yeah, but they can probably ramp up their production. But they also have, like, look, they're marketing geniuses. And I'm pretty sure they're very careful about uh, ramping up their production by a lot could probably damage their quality a little bit but also yeah. it could the probably damage damages their name because but they could damage their, that's a good point they could probably damage their name they are very careful about making sure that, that the brand name Rolex because stays if, the way it is if they have a good quality control if they ramp up the like the the numbers the quality control is going to take care of everything but the, the facility operates at capacity they have to bring build new facilities to, bring, to okay, make yeah, new watches investment like it's a huge investment they don't have money it's Rolex <laughs> They have, but, but at a point, is it worth scaling? Is there a damage to the brand name if you if to you protect your clients, scaling, right? Yeah. 
But if they're helping their brand, like the only thing they're protecting is their client being bold to double their investment with that brand. Because at right. some point you'll become Seiko, and yeah, you can go to any store, department store, and buy a Rolex. Yeah, but not all Seikos are AGs, right? <laughs> not a, but will the watch become bigger than the brand? Guys, you know that was very good points, but I think you're both idiots. You're both wrong. So a bubble guys is a thin sphere of liquid enclosing another gas. That's true. <laughs> a watch is not made. Oh of my a, of a, of a thin sphere worst. of liquid. You're the so, worst. Uh, you're I was both also wrong. thinking of gum. Hey, you're yeah. both wrong. Okay. Okay. So now let's go on. Rolexes are great, but are they just another great watch? Like uh, they are just another great watch. Mm-hmm. What did they bring to the table more than any other great watch? I love how he is the one that just bought a Rolex and he's like <laughs> shitting on Rolex so much, and I don't even own a Rolex, and I'm like defending he, it like there's nothing. You're, you're, you're coming at us like I work for them, yes, which I don't. Yeah, I mean you're so biased. <laughs> I'm not being biased. I'm just yeah, you talk about Rolex like he owns stocks. I uh, guys, I, I I like I'm not <laughs> guys. So is 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 a Rolex is just another great watch? Compared yes, to like what they, other they are great. Are I'm there. not saying otherwise. They are great. But what watches? What brand compares to them? I'm just saying in terms of their 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 weight. The weight, like grams. <laughs> that was good that you're asking because of the questions that I asked before about a bubble. But yes, and welcome back. We took a little break there. Carl was uh, getting a little he was upset. He was, he was very, well, very upset. <laughs> when Carl gets very upset, he starts to like undress, which is really weird. Yeah. So we're and like, oh, okay, away. We'll, we'll slow it down. He, he ran away and we had to go He started him. to take off his shirt. He was stretching. Yeah. So, so was, there's, 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 he was asserting two, dominance. There's two, no, three moments when I took off my he shirt. He was releasing pheromones. <laughs> <laughs> when I scream about Rolex or Tesla. Yeah. Oh, I love Tesla. When I go uh, take a shit. Okay, <laughs> and when I have to go make that's love. a messy shit that we have to go make love. <laughs> I don't know how you shower, <laughs> but that's disgusting. Yeah, you, that's. No, I'm joking, but one well, of my, are you? Thank are God. you? Thank you. Thank you for clarifying but that. Th- there, one of my roommates that every time he had to go take a shit. One of your roommates? Like, yeah, like back in the days. Uh, like back in the day, you're so young. You have no back in the day stories. <laughs> I've been like in roommates for the last ten years, so. Yeah, okay. Uh, so anybody, every time I went to go take a shit, he was removing his shirt, but like middle of the house, it was like, like middle of the like living room and like going to the toilet. It's like because we was taking a shit. You could not take a shit without his shirt on. It's because so he's before sweating? we get back to this topic, you, you, you buying this Rolex, you told, yeah. ov- obviously you told other people before you told us. Yeah. What well, was the reaction compared to us? <laughs> what? What was their reaction compared to our reaction? Oh, uh, Who are you? <laughs> get out of my house. <laughs> Yes, what? Why are you in my house, stranger? I'm on the bubble. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, <laughs> so. You don't uh, even live here. I don't even know you. Who are you? Stop showing me your watch. So, most why do I sound? I sound like Jerry Seinfeld. I sound like Jerry Seinfeld. I sound like Jerry Seinfeld. All right, Carl. What? So, what was the reaction like? So, uh, most people went, uh, "Good for you," and my mom was like, "How much was it?" Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but that's a parent. Like that. That's a parent thing. My, yeah. my, my parents yeah. never. My parents are never interested in the su- in the in the in the subject. They always want to know the price. And first. we always have to lie. Everything like I buy art or anything. How much you pay for that? Like eh, half price. Always half price. <laughs> How much and, buy- and they will still say, "Oh, oh yeah, it's yeah, expensive. Well, well, why'd you buy that? You don't need to buy that. <laughs> you don't, oh man, I, I hate that you don't need to. You don't need to. Yeah. You don't know what I need. <laughs> but those are parents, right? You say, yeah. "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." How much was this thing? Is like, yeah, you always have to give them parents yeah. prices. Yeah, you gotta, parents price. Got to bring it down. <sighs> Tudor is Tudor feeding off the hype are they a poor man's Rolex and I think Carl is going to be very opinionated about this let's start with oh, you Dimitri I'll actually defend uh, because yeah. I, I, I think that th- that question is phrased in such a way that it's very extreme well fine let, let's we can so, let's no, just talk I'll, about Tudor I'll, 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 I'll elaborate no, 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 no. go back to the question <laughs> I have everything in my nose for that question I'll elaborate <laughs> and, and, and I'll answer faster so that if you have prepared more I'll he's, a, he's a monologue um, the year was the <laughs> 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 It was a, 
<laughs> it was a cold, dark night. <laughs> the rain had come in. <laughs> the crops were not good this year. Oh, that's, um, that's, so, <laughs> originally, Tudor was created as the poor man's Rolex, and that's that's yep, that's the true. you cannot. This is no argument there. Yes, an affordable no version. There. Yep. Um, they are known to be producing, let's say, copies, sort of copies of Rolex watches, right? Uh, with some little twists, uh, some changes on the way that the the hands look, and you know the the cases maybe are a little bit different. But I think that as much as they are feeding off the hype a little bit, and you know we had a discussion where I was kind of shitting a little bit on the Tudor brand in general, they have managed to create uh, in the recent years a, like a, a whole unique, um, let's say, Offering. market for them for themselves. Mm, market, yeah, uh, where. Yeah, they do produce watches that are very similar to the classics that Rolex used to make back in the mid uh, Yeah, but 20th like everyone century. else? Yeah, sure, exactly. So So it doesn't <laughs> this is what they are. But but they've reproduced them in such a way also making their own movements that made them I think kind of own this market mm-hmm. and made them their own watch. And I think they deserve a place to not be called um, the poor Rolex, Rolex, the poor man Rolex anymore because they have offerings that are extremely competitive in the watch market today. Mm-hmm. Carl Tudor Holic, <clears throat> I'm not. You are. No. You Come on, Tudor. like I, I'm gonna sell my Ranger. I'm only gonna have one in my collection, right? Well, <laughs> only more than, gonna it's, have it's more one. than one. That's more than that's more than I have. <laughs> more than you have. Yeah, I have more Rolex than you as well. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have more Speedmasters than I do? No, you don't. No. How many Seikos do you have? Yeah. Yeah, none, Shut none, up. None. I have so much water resistance. <laughs> so much. I, have, I have dozens and dozens have of meters of water dozens resistance. Dozens of meters of water resistance. <laughs> um, so I don't think they're uh, feeding of the hype, at least not anymore. Maybe back in the days, like the Twitter Submariner was uh, pretty much a copy-paste. I'm not going to lie, but that's back in the days. It was. Uh, to go back on what Dimo was saying, I think they were able to make their own brand, at least at the later years. Uh, currently, they have an offering that, yes, some of them do look like, um, let's say, classic um, Rolex, uh, but everyone else does. So I cannot be mad to Twitter to doing it if everyone else is doing it. That could be kind of weird, the, the Rolex. Submariner is copying itself for the last seven <laughs> years. <laughs> really, like um, Speedmaster has made made a point to not change yeah. Yeah. So in the last six yeah. years. So right? feeding of the hype, no, because they do have their own design and aesthetics on most of them, on most of the watch. Something that's feeding of the hype is going to be any replicas, like Maginot. That's what they do. Like they're feeding of the hype, 110%. Yeah. But not Tudor. A little bit, but like anyone else, right? Uh, so no, overall, it's a, like they don't feed from it. So to me, you know, I was, I was watching no, the no, news and there's a lot no, of rumors, a no lot of rumors about should they release a new Tudor Submariner, right? It was even, we were talking about that last year, you said. Right? Only if they do a mil spec. So I'm yeah. going to buy it so quick. Yes. Yeah, you see? <laughs> uh, no, so, you won't because it's not going to be accessible, available, that's for sure. The Tudor. So that thing will so, be impossible to, well, try well, to buy a, a Black GMT. Bay. Yeah, or a Black, Black Bay, Bay a GMT. Yeah, yeah. Not so possible. To, so to me, here's the one thing. I think Tudor, you're right. They yeah, used but, to... Mm-hmm. I could because now I bought a Rolex from them and a Pelagio. You're, you're in. You're, in. you're, you're <laughs> like a high, low, you're high roller. You're in. You're a high roller. <laughs> to me, uh, when I look at the um, the Tudor Submariner that came out, yeah, it was a copy and it was made for the affordable example that anyone could be able to get into it. Um, they went dark for a while and then they came back in 2009 and they had that Black Bay, which was incredible and it's been their staple. And I do say Tudor 
it could be called the Tudor Black Bay. The company it could be that. Everything is about the Black Bay. So my Pelagos is a Black Bay Pelagos? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no, but you are, you are, you are, you are looking for dial, that answer. Snowflake Dial, it's not that far, but it's much closer to the Black Bay than all the other st- things that they have. The North Flag and even their uh, their their new uh, their, the Royale with cheese that you love so much. I hate it. But <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. I, hate it. I know you hate it. But the point is, I think that they shouldn't create a new Tudor Submariner because I think that they've gone away and they're doing their own thing and they're not feeding off Rolex. I really yeah. believe that because one, look at what they did with that movement. They went in with uh, Breitling. They took in their Breitling movement. They've changed it. They have a seven-hour power reserve. Their Black Bay 58 is a hit, and it does not look like a Submariner. It really doesn't. And I think trying to go off that Submariner would just kill what they're already doing so well right now. For so the money paid. So Tudor is good. That's the point. Tudor is great. And it's not, and I don't think you're buying just a poor man's Submariner. I think you're, you're not buying a poor man's Rolex. Their watches are uh, different uh, enough. Not anymore, yeah. not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. They don't have a nice, I don't think they have a nice dress watch. I really think they need to get into that. But the real is disgusting. They need to cut out that catalog and get rid of everything that's one, not the Black Bay, and stick to something that and works. And change the blue from the Pelagos. But because in their bracket, I don't see much competing against them anymore. Maybe the price, maybe Oris. But and but even then, but Oris not is not the same at, level. They're not the same so, level yeah. as Tudor. For that price, I agree with you. For that bracket, tough. they are. They're owning that part of that market at three five thousand. Maybe tough. maybe Zin. For Maybe Omega scene. that are like the the more because you can get like a, the Aquaterra and stuff. They're a little bit more expensive, but yeah, they're right there. Yeah, little, but they're they're very close. They're like at twenty yeah. percent, yeah, not ten percent. Um, so let's go into guys for the money paid. What are the alternatives that Rolex ranks? So let's go into some of the icons. I Start have, with the sub diver. Um, I have brought. So I I've, I talked about the Daytonas and I compared it to the other three. Let me do a quick Please. comparison of uh, the sub. Yep. So. I've compared the 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 Daytona before. Now what I want to do is I will compare the the classic no date sub. Yeah. With the, some other classic divers, uh, comparable divers. Yeah. So the one that I chose is uh, Omega Speedmaster three hundred. The 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 Seamaster. Yeah. Uh, Seamaster three hundred. Yeah. Sorry. Because it's Speedmaster, no water. <laughs> no, no water. No water. No water. No water. Only vacuum. Omega Speedmaster thirty meter. <laughs> only vacuum. Only vacuum of space. Yeah. Nothing else. How many bars of space? <laughs> uh, <laughs> zero because there's no atmospheres hard trick question so wave dial and the other watch that I chose I think it's uh, it's comparable price it's the uh, Grand Seiko Titanium SBGA 213 yep it looks so we've, we've seen this at Burks it looks almost exactly like the 229 like a speed uh, yeah. keep saying Speedmaster Jesus Christ <laughs> too much obs- too much obsession uh, it looks almost exactly like a like a like a Submariner but I'll, I'll dive more into deep. Ah, dive. <laughs> Again. Cut that out. I love a good pun. I love it. Uh, it's a good pun. It's not uh, a good pun. It's a pun. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the, the sub is made out of 904L steel. Better. The construction is also different because they have the, uh, it, it's a unibody core. The mid core of the watch is, is, is a unibody. Right. Whereas they attach the bottom and the top. Uh, pretty much like every other watch, but. It sounds cool when I when I say it. But Rolex. <laughs> it's a three hundred meter water resistance. Mm-hmm. It's a cost movement again minus two plus two seconds per day. Seven hour power reserve. Twenty eight uh, four hertz movement. Self winding. Five year warranty. That watch is ninety five hundred dollars Canadian, right? If I switch over to the Seamaster, the Seamaster, three one six steel. It has a better movement uh, in in the sense that it's a it's a metas movement, so it's anti magnetic. It's zero to plus five seconds. 
um, it's uh, 25,500 beats per second. 55 hour power reserve, also 300 uh, meters water resistance. Both case back. Ex- and it's self winding as well. It's just $2,000 less. So it's $7,000. So a lot more watch for your dollar. It's not a lot more watch. That's the thing. Cause it's, no, for it's your some, dollar. Some things are more, some things are less. For the dollar, mm-hmm. perhaps, maybe. But it's not a but lot. It's, it's incredible. It's, it's marginally, yeah. it's comparable. But I, I would still argue that Rolex and Omega, Omega has a big name. Rolex is probably just a little bit higher. Yeah, still. Yeah. And then I compare it to the Grand Seiko. Grand Seiko Titanium SBGA 213. It's a big watch, 44 millimeters. I think we've seen this at Berks. Yep. It has a nine, 965 movement. It's a spring drive. Spring drive is... Is it 300 meters? It's not. It's a 200, 200 meter movement. That's right. Uh, it's a plus, plus, plus minus one second per day or 15 seconds per month, which is yeah. fantastic. So yeah, it, it's because it's a, it's a spring drive. Yeah. It, it does kill. It does kill uh, the other movements. Yeah. But they're not COSC certified or Meta certified. So as much as that's the advertised precision, they're not let's say, guaranteed to be that, right? Whereas there's no, there's a guarantee that comes with the, the, the Seamaster and the Submariner. Self-winding also, 72-hour power reserve, uh, and it's $8,800 Canadian, right? Yep. Very close to the price of a Rolex uh, Submariner. I got to say, it's a fantastic watch and probably a better mechanism, but in terms of the design, the case shape, the dimensions, it Rolex just destroys it. Destroys everyone. It destroys because and 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 I'm gonna share the picture. You're biased. I'm gonna share the picture. As a diver, as a diver, I I have to. If you look at the symmetry of every single piece on that dial, it 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 is. There's a huge reason to me why this is the most copied and homaged watch of all time because it's it's a perfect looking watch in terms of the, the the dimensions. If I look at the 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 Grand Seiko, it looks like oversized bubble. I don't like the way the crown is shaped because it sticks out too much. There's no, it doesn't look as, yeah. It, there's well, no harmony. There's, there's so not enough harmony in yeah. the way that the shape is. I think yeah. the Omega Seamaster is the better bang for buck between you and I. Yeah, but, that, that's in my list. But I think that the Rolex Submariner is it's tough to beat. The only so, one I would go is that because now it's gone up in price, I jump on a used Blanc by 50 Fathoms. And, and it's more expensive. At, and yeah, it is. So 11, I, I, 11, I wanted 000. to add it to the list, but it's, it's quite a bit more expensive, so I didn't add it to the list. Because to me, uh, I would be done with any divers if I got the Blanc Pain. Like that's you would want to wear a tire on your wrist. Uh, but it's like you're with, with diver watches, you're done. I agree. What would you say, Carl? So for the sub, I had two choices because the sub is still a huge range, right? There's submariners sure. that are like really expensive and more that more affordable, let's say. Yeah. Uh, so from that range, the two options I had was the Seamaster, yeah, like Omega mm-hmm. and the Blanc Pain the, the same Seamaster, the, the, the Blanc Pain Fifty the, Fathom. The, you're talking about used, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it is fifteen. The new one is like US, fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand yeah. US. Yeah. So it is like six thousand dollars. But more. what was the most expensive sub that you can buy right now? It's uh, eleven thousand. 11,300. That's the one I'm looking at, the Starbucks. Well, sorry, 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 sorry. Without precious metal. Yeah. Because the precious metal. like 40 Gs, right? It's like yeah. 30 Gs for yeah. the, the white gold, the submariner blue. But for this blue, thing, we blue. should compare basic That's uh, right. Versions, no, no right? steel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not in the question. You don't make the rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have to be comparable. They have to be so what about the Daytonas? Um, there's a lot of... Chronos that you had? He gave a few? Yeah, I put uh, um, Tudor Chrono. If you want a similar looking watch, I'm not gonna lie. Talk about it a bit earlier. There's there's similar designs. Yeah. Um, there's the Speedmaster. If you want to go to space, they yep. wanna like uh, Dimo said that that started the podcast. They didn't even pass the test. They failed. The crystal They're like a loser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, 
And uh, some tags, I think, or some mm-hmm. more Otavias uh, can give you um, the same appeal, right? I wasn't looking too much into the price. icon-ish. Exactly, right? I wasn't yeah. too much looking into pricing, just more at what you can uh, get. And yeah. I could give you a scratch that itch, right? Well, look, like I have a tag Hoyer Monaco 11, uh, the caliber, the, the, sorry, the Hoyer Monaco. Yep. And people go, oh, it's a tag Hoyer. It's like, yeah, but it's, it's that one. You know yeah. what I mean? And same for the Octavia. You go, yeah, I have that Octavia that was. You know, the racing inspired that was based on those vintage ones, right? Yeah. And, and just to go back to Daytona's, even the Rolex, like, authorized dealer in Montreal never see those. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a big problem. Yeah. Like, for, yeah. for, it's a unicorn at that point. Yeah. yeah. Like, you talk about subs, they go like, oh, yes, we see them a lot, but we have a lot of take rig. So, like, it's okay, right? Daytona's are like, we don't see those. Yeah. That's that's a problem. Right. So that's like aiming for something that doesn't exist, right? Right? You want to pay like sixty Gs in the like in the then you cancel your trip to come get it, right? Yeah, yeah. right. It, it's not vacation. Yeah, right. it's, it's nuts. It's it's, it's it's nuts. So for me, just just because of that, just because of like the like stigma of getting it, one, it like fuck that. Just get so maybe, anything else. So maybe speaking about traveling, like I said, what about the GMT? What about that GMT Master Two? Which uh, I don't uh, think doesn't doesn't want it. He's like against that. Well, yeah, let's look. I, you I hate the, the Pepsi. Pepsi is the worst. You got that Tudor <laughs> Pepsi light they're called the Pepsi light. I think that one's a little bit too close to the Rolex, my opinion. And, and the one thing that I was going to mention is that you, I haven't mentioned that. Is it too close or you want the Rolex so you get this? I love it. I'll be honest, that Tudor GMT would be perfect if the bezel was just black. Sorry, Dimitri. That's fine. That's fine. It just keeps interrupting me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> it's not that I have a lot to say. It's fine. <laughs> so you're saying, yeah. <laughs> Uh, just uh, just one thing I thought um, w- w- I was mentioning the specs for the Saab and the, the, the Grand Seiko and the Omega and they kind of look similar in terms of specs but I haven't mentioned the case size yeah and the the Saab is 40 millimeters the Omega is 42 and the Grand Seiko is 44 yeah try putting that same exact movement into a 40 they can't they can't so that is something else I think that yeah, elevates they, Rolex they, over they, they the could, others. They just don't do it. But I'll, and, I'll, and I'll play <laughs> but that the card. The movement itself is large. And I'll play that card what you said about Tudor, where that Black Bay 15 is 38 millimeters, and they have a 70 hour power reserve in house movement that they were like, we need to make it fit instead of the 41 millimeter Black Bay. That's a well accomplished uh, technology. The the the, uh, the Black Bay Chrono is a 41 millimeter versus yeah. the, the Daytona. It's 40, right? Yeah. So it's a different movement. It's cost certified. Yes, it's a good movement for sure. But it's uh, also a lot cheaper. It's a lot cheaper. It's you get half the price. Lot. It's half the price almost. Yeah. You get a you cost get a certified chronometer, certified. Uh, yeah, the other thing is it's 200 meter yeah, it's versus 100 meter for Because the it's in their diving segment because everything is Black Bay. <laughs> Tudor Black Bay. <laughs> what about the um, what about the Navy timers? And the German Navy timer, the Zin 903. That's right. That's right. 903, by the way. But it's a pilot watch. Yes, and I excluded them from my comparison. So you go to GMT Master, which doesn't look the same, but it's a pilot's watch. So that GMT, what do you think about that? GMT Master, well, it's my favorite. It's one of my favorite watches of all time. So it's very hard for me to be. Anything comparable? The Navi Timer, yeah, ten thousand bucks. Navi Timer, yeah, iconic to the pilot history. But I can't compare the Navi Timer because it's just such a different watch to me. It's a chrono. But as an icon, same price, a little bit cheaper. So where's the GMT in that? GMT's twelve grand. No, but you 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 ask about the GMT. I'm still waiting for your GMT corporation. Like the other GMTs? Yeah. Breitling well, Navi Timer is one. I don't want to compare the Tudor GMT just because Tudor is, in the first place, is positioned as a cheaper, like a more affordable version, right? So you can't compare. They're not the same. And I don't like the Tudor GMT just because it looks too much like the Rolex. If they made a black bezel to that, I would have bought it but already. But there is an issue that I have with the Tudor GMT. It's because it's a lot larger. 
it's super thick. It, uh, the the it's it's some something like thirteen or fourteen millimeters. Yeah. It thick. is less. just like the other black bays. They have that thick like slab looking yes. kind of. Uh, yes. So case. you have to pay more money to get something that's in a more elegant, compact case shape that right. gives you the same exact mechanism, oh. right? In other news, the sky is blue. Like, pay more money to get something better. Okay. So, <laughs> first of all, calm down. <laughs> like, you're really upset. Can no, you tell we're, us? We're comparing. Are the, but the GMT Master Two, that that uh, proper world, like that GMT uh, Traveler's Watch, like at a, twelve thousand bucks. Is there, what's comparable? Like is a Grand Seiko that you like probably is a comparable. The Grand watch, Seiko, right? I would say, is comparable yeah, at seven thousand. Yeah, but the size is way bigger. So no, but still comparable. It's another yeah. alternative. So yeah, the is is BGJ two thirty nine thirty two thirty. 239 how, many, how big is the the size of the watch the 44 44 it's a it's a huge thing and it's a grand seiko so everything on it is like tick <laughs> um, like the, the smallest people in the world the bigger the watch is <laughs> i can't i can't honestly think of a gmt uh, that i can compare to a gmt master. master gmt there's a Seamaster GMT, yeah, but it really doesn't fall within the same thing. It doesn't carry the same heritage. It doesn't carry that same kind of I don't know. It's a high quality watch. It's very interesting, yeah. I would have to say it's, it's a, a high, high quality. quality? I would have gotten into really the uh, what he had mentioned, the, the Seiko. The Grand Seiko is one of them for sure, absolutely. You can get into some other more affordable ones. You can get to Tag Heuer has their GMTs. Yeah, says GMT, right? I think to me, the Traveler's Watch that I would that is the alternative to me would be, that's a little bit more affordable. Vostok Amphibia. Is the, uh, <laughs> the Breitling Navi Timer because it is right there in terms of history. It is a little bit affordable and has that pilot's appeal that maybe doesn't. The GMT Master 2, some people say, oh, it looks too much like the Rolex uh, Submariner. Uh, but uh, if you can get it's a the same brand, so it's it's okay to look similar to the same brand. Exactly, but he goes that divers watch sometimes they wonder, but it's not. Guys, at the end of the day, public opinion is important. Is it important to, for you what people think about the watch? What public opinion feels like? Nope, not really. I say I, I agree. I think it's because you guys also are into watches. You don't care too much about what people think. You like what you like, and that's what matters. Yeah. yeah. And to anyone listening out there, I think that's what you should be thinking about as well. It's, yeah. Buy it for you, not for you, anyone else. But I think it's a thing that you become once you start to become a watch enthusiast. You don't buy watches for a status. You buy watches because you like watches. Yeah, but uh, like we're representing like the top like one percent of people buying watches, and Very niche. like there's like the top point zero one percent of people buying like Patek and all those things, right? Like we're really not the general public. Like general public Rolex is like you know general public. Oh my god, general public. But but. Ultimately, I think it for all you listeners out there, do you know get what you want, but also do your homework. Make sure you're not getting something that's also going to lose value, and you're buying into fake hype where something won't last. Rolex is a safe bet; you know it's going to be okay. A new brand around the block that's trying to sell very, very expensive watches like uh, Montre Allison. Four hundred thousand dollars for a tourbillon <laughs> that doesn't exist from Denver, Colorado. <laughs> So you don't want to get it bought into that. So that's to me. So ultimately, Rolex, yay or nay, Carl? <laughs> He's that for, for today's topic, nay. Uh, yeah. Is it be- you say nay just because you want to just maintain that side, or is it because I you have think to, guys? Like you I don't told have you, to. I told you off the podcast that today was like I had to take my point, my stance on that, but the butt one. So like everything I'm seeing was just for the entertainment of today's episode. What about you, Dimitri? Oh yeah. Well, I, I mean, uh, I actually think that that's a yeah. Well, you don't even own one. Like, come on. <laughs> but it doesn't, it doesn't mean that I can't. To me, I'm going to take somewhere in between where I'm going to say, you know, don't buy into the hype. Uh, no, you're not biased. If you like a Rolex, it's okay to like a Rolex. 
okay even if like everyone anything. else does too. And if you like a Grand Seiko, even though other people don't, it's okay to like that too. At the end of the day, you got to get what you like. So at the end of the day, I kept score here and I think that uh, you both suck. Wow. You both okay. lost. Yeah, because it's because uh, of the bubble gum question. It's because of the bubble. You guys couldn't even understand what a bubble is. I, I was so right on the bubble question. So at the end of the day, guys, just uh, get what you like, enjoy what you like, and that's the most important thing. Should we wind down this episode, guys? Yeah. So if you like this podcast, you know, reach out to us, Big Black Clock Official on our Instagram account. You can also send us your, any of the what your opinions of Rolexes are. Send me a GMT Master 2. That's what it's going to be for the rest of the year. GMT Master 2. We'll so get that Dimitri. this year. He'll leave. Oh, he, no, you no, know, no, and if you have it, let us know and you don't have to send it. Dima will go get it. No matter where you are, he'll go get it. I will cancel a vacation. <laughs> I will cancel Carl's vacation. I will cancel Kevin's vacation. I will go get I, it. I was not I was working. I don't... <laughs> it will happen <laughs> I will do it <laughs> so you can reach out to us bigblackclockteam at gmail.com send Carl right now I don't know what do you need money I have a Rolex I don't need anything yeah. do you need money are you okay like, I'm selling all Rolex. my watches <laughs> he's eating a lot of spaghetti these days <laughs> they're not even cooked they're just dry <laughs> it is so difficult to digest it's so hard to heat water now uh, but uh, yeah send Carl your nudes send Dimitri a gym team master too Pepsi uh, Pepsi Batman, does it matter? No, I want Pepsi. Pepsi? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you get a Batman, you go, no. <laughs> yeah, if somebody goes me, here's a Batman for free, I'm like, no. Take it away. I throw it in their face. <laughs> yeah, especially Anthony. Well, Anthony's gross. So if you, if, and also, guys, if you're out there, you know it's a tough time, be good to each other. We enjoy what we're doing. And for all you people out there who are shopping for watches like me perpetually or eternally, happy hunting. Until next time. Peace.